This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Netflix loves Dave Chappelle. They've been working together for years. In 2016, Chappelle inked a deal with Netflix for six comedy specials. He was going to get paid $20 million for each of them. And the relationship was pretty reciprocal. Sticks and Stones, Chappelle's last special, was the most popular comedy special that Netflix has ever released. So executives have been massively supportive of him as a comedian and an artist and vice versa. But Netflix also has a Dave Chappelle problem. He's been making remarks about the LGBTQ community and the trans community specifically for years. When Sticks and Stones came out, a lot of people in the trans community were furious with me, and apparently they dragged me on Twitter. I don't give a fuck, because Twitter's not a real place. And now Netflix is getting intense criticism from both the LGBTQ community and its own employees over the latest Chappelle special. And this special, The Closer, was really supposed to be kind of the final word, kind of his final statement on that relationship and the controversy that he's faced in the past. I came here tonight because this body of work that I've done on Netflix, I'm going to complete. All the questions you might have had about all these jokes I've said in the last few years, I hope to answer tonight. Zoe Schiffer has been covering the controversy for The Verge. She's here to explain. Hey, Zoe. Hi. So it's been a rough month for Netflix and its public image. Catch us up. What's going on? Yeah, so Netflix has been mired in controversy in recent weeks due to its executives supporting Dave Chappelle and his latest comedy special, The Closer. Trans employees have been meeting with Netflix executives for years when content was going to be released that could be offensive or dangerous for the trans community. They met with executives prior to the release of The Closer. And they said, it's transphobic, it's going to be problematic, and executives decided to go forward and release the special anyway. This has resulted in LGBTQ groups across the country really slamming the company, saying that they're supporting content that is transphobic, and employees speaking out in a very, very public way that we haven't seen before, saying they find the content to be extremely problematic and feel like Netflix is not actually listening to their concerns. So employees talked to management before the special was released, said they had concerns. How bad was it? So I think we really have to trust the trans community on this one. You're going to get different takes from different people. But what we're hearing from the community that is the brunt of his jokes specifically is that they find it to be very problematic. Clearly, this is a comedy special made for cishet people to enjoy. Um, and it seems like they did. They were laughing very, very hard the most banal, most tired, most reused, most regurgitated jokes I have ever heard. I'm not laughing at all, Dave. I used to admire your comedy as intellectual and challenging. Now I just think it's pathetic. 
Dave's jokes since his return in 2017 and his new sets on Netflix haven't just been about the subtleties of the white privilege scale in the LGBT community. Dave's just been making trans jokes. And just because he believes that he's only commenting on white trans people doesn't mean that he's not harming black trans people. And they're not offended by it. They've made that very clear. They're worried that it's going to lead to violence against the trans community. So when we see the majority of trans employees at Netflix taking this stance and many LGBTQ groups across the country, I think that people like you and I have to trust that their concerns are probably legitimate. How did Netflix respond to the criticism they're getting from employees about the Chappelle special? Executives speak pretty candidly to employees, and there's typically a very open dialogue between the two. That kind of broke down in this instance. Netflix has this open Q&A document where employees can submit questions directly to executives and executives will respond. There were a ton of questions that I saw firsthand. Employees were asking about, hey, where do we draw the line between commentary and hate speech? What went into this decision? Why did we decide that the special should stay up or be released in the first place? And executives were pretty slow to respond to that. When they did respond, they said very, very firmly, the special is staying up. I'm sorry if you're offended, but that's the line we've taken. Our audience really, really likes it. And we decided that it doesn't cross a line into hate speech. I see. And another quote that I saw in coverage of this incident that has really stuck with me was from Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos, who said content on screen doesn't directly translate to real world harm. Yeah, so there were a few lines that Ted Sarando said. He's the co-CEO of Netflix that employees found to be pretty problematic. One thing that I've spoken to many people about on the inside is that it's not just a matter of the comedy special itself. It's the context in which it's being aired. And the context right now is that we're seeing legislation passed across the country that's harmful to LGBTQ individuals. And we're seeing trans people in particular being attacked and dying by suicide at higher rates. And so there's kind of a phenomenon taking place in which it's not just a comedy special that's airing in a vacuum. It could actually lead, in their view, to real-world violence and harm. And what do employees at Netflix want to see happen now? Yeah, so this is an important distinction that I feel like has been kind of missed in the media coverage. You know, this conversation instantly kind of got bogged down in this kind of culture wars debate around censorship and free speech and hate speech. But really, employees have never asked, not a single person I've talked to and nothing I've seen in writing, for the special to be taken down. What they want is for Netflix to invest more in trans creators. They want the trans employee resource group to be brought in earlier to discussions about content that could be transphobic. And they want more of an open dialogue between execs and employees. Let's dig into that a little bit more. What other content has Netflix released that trans people say is harmful? So in 2018, Netflix leased a movie called Girl that was written and directed by a cisgender director about a teenager going through gender confirmation surgery. This was one that I heard from sources firsthand, sparked a lot of discussion internally because it felt very much like the cis gaze and people felt like certain scenes were a little bit problematic. Now, again, in this instance, employees didn't want it to be taken down necessarily. They wanted it to have a disclaimer at the front. And that is something that we've seen in the past. When trans people have flagged something as potentially transphobic, the movie has gotten kind of a disclaimer up front to warn viewers that they might find the content to be harmful in some way. And what do they point to as an example of what they want more of? 
The company bought a documentary, I believe last year, called Disclosure that was speaking directly to people in Hollywood about representations of trans people in the media. And people felt like this was a really positive representation. It spoke directly to trans people. It was by trans people. After the Dave Chappelle controversy, Netflix had been saying, look, we support trans creators. Look at the documentary from last year. The director for Disclosure actually said, yes, they did lease the documentary, but they paid about half of what it cost to make. So this was an example where employees, you know, had kind of looked to that as a positive step the company had taken. But then when a little more information was revealed, I think felt like, and yet still trans people were being undercompensated for their art. And Netflix has taken action against some employees in the wake of the Chappelle special. There were suspensions, firings. What exactly happened? So there was one trans employee, her name is Tara Field, she's a software engineer, who posted a very viral tweet thread about the special after it came out. And she was saying, you know, as a trans employee at Netflix, here are my views on it. She was very, very clear, this is not about being offended, this is me saying that it could lead to real-world violence, and it had, you know, a long list of trans people who faced violence in recent years. The tweet thread went viral. She then tried to attend a director-level meeting to learn a bit more about how executives were thinking about the special. She actually asked for the link in a public Slack channel, and a higher-up at the company gave her the link. She attended the meeting, and afterwards, she was suspended. Internally, people felt like that was pretty suspicious. Netflix was very clear, oh, she wasn't suspended for tweeting. She was suspended for trying to attend this meeting. But because of how the meeting attendance had taken place in this very public forum, she wasn't trying to hide it. She clearly didn't know she wasn't allowed to attend. I think people found that to be a little suspect. There was a big uproar, and she was then reinstated. Meanwhile, trans employees were planning this walkout. The leader of that walkout was fired on Friday of last week, I believe. And the reason that Netflix gave is that they had leaked internal metrics to Bloomberg that had showed up in this report regarding how much Netflix had paid for the special and how many people the special reached. Internally, what I'm hearing from sources is that some people do not believe this employee leaked those numbers, but that was the reasoning that Netflix gave. And what exactly were those numbers that leaked? Yeah, so the numbers were pretty revealing. It showed that 10 million people had watched the special and that Netflix had paid $24 million for it. They said that Chappelle's previous special was the most popular comedy special that had ever aired on the platform. And so it gave us a little bit of insight into why Netflix executives were not about to just take down the special. It was the most that they'd paid for a comedy special, at least in terms of the ones that were listed in that Bloomberg article. From your reporting, do you have any sense of sort of how big this walkout could be or how many Netflix employees are mobilizing? It's hard to say because they're not doing a sign-up. What we know is that the trans employee Slack channel, which was about 400 people when all of this started, is now well over 1,000. I think we were at 1,200 the last time I checked. And so we're seeing a lot of support internally. We've seen people like the CTO at Netflix say that their teams will not be in trouble if they attend the walkout. And we're seeing other executives cancel meetings that day. So it's getting a fair amount of support internally. And my last question is sort of a big picture question for you. Do you think that this tension at Netflix signals anything about the kinds of conversations that may be on the horizon for streaming platforms? I'm kind of thinking in my head, this is the type of controversy I'm used to hearing about happening at Facebook or Twitter. They've had content moderation problems for years. Should we be worried about Netflix now, too? 
Yeah, you know, I think that this is a really interesting question. And as a reporter, it's kind of the one I'm most excited to dive into. We've talked about content moderation, as you said, at places like Twitter and Facebook for years. And we really haven't talked about it at Netflix, how the company decides what's offensive and should come down or stay up, how the company decides what's too political to remain on the platform versus what is just fine in terms of a documentary. I think that employees are very interested in those questions now and um, are asking them of executives. And so I think we're just at the beginning of of seeing these conversations play out in public. But based on what you've said so far, it doesn't sound like it's a very democratic decision. It's something that executives sort of can decide on and then hand their decision down to the employees. Or maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, you're right. Ultimately, it is the executive's decision. And we saw with Dave Chappelle, you know, there was an open conversation and ultimately executives made a very firm stance and they're not budging from it. But I think that the company does want to involve employees in these discussions ahead of time. And they have for years. So I think we're going to see a mix of some historical decisions that haven't come to light yet that we may get a little more information on. And then as new content is being debated internally, I do believe that we'll see some of those decisions come to light, whether or not it actually impacts what stays up or comes down on the platform. So I had this conversation with Zoe on Monday, and since then, a lot has happened. There was the walkout Wednesday at one of the Netflix offices in L.A. Trans employees also sent Netflix management a list of demands for investment in trans and non-binary content, employee safety, and harm reduction. And in the meantime, Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos told The Wall Street Journal that he, quote, screwed up his response to the Chappelle special. Sarandos added that he, quote, should have recognized the fact that a group of our employees was really hurting. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.